Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey guys, welcome in to another Wolverine Live recruiting show. It is Tuesday, and that means we have a co-pilot here in Zach Libby. How's it going, Zach? Good man. Got my Twitter account back, back from Utah. It's a good week. <laughs> uh yeah, man. So Zach was hacked and somehow was able to get back his Twitter account. So if you are not following him, make sure to follow him at Libby on three. You can follow me on Twitter as well at EJ Holland on three. Like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is completely free. We have three topics we're going to go over tonight. Remember, this is the structured show. Uh, if you want your question answered, you do have to click the donate button and do the super chat. I will have my normal Wednesday show tomorrow and we'll be around to answer all your questions. Then, um, like I've said, we already have a, a question. Uh, questions are only super chats today and we already have a super chat and we'll get to you uh, really quick, Shane, one last promo. If you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $29.99 until August 31st of this year. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus you get to be part of a great message board community over on the fort all for just $29.99 until August 31st of 2023 all right enough with the shameless plugs before we start our uh topic podcast let's go ahead and answer our first super chat from shane johnson with a big five dollars uh i see our producer has fallen asleep already and did not give us our usual rick flair gift so um 
shame on him. But Shane Johnson with his $5 super chat says, comparing the average 2018 class ended up with eight starters who played these last two historic years. Give me eight guys. If you had to pick from the 2023 class to one day start eight guys, uh, I guess we can just go back and forth. Um, I'll, I'll say the first one I'll say is uh, Jair Hill. He'll have a chance to start immediately. I mean, when you look at the cornerback depth, there isn't a lot of experience there. Somebody's going to have to win that job uh, next to Will Johnson. And I think Jair Hill will have a, a chance. I think he's the best recruit in the 2023 class. And uh, I see him as an immediate impact player, even if he doesn't win that starting corner job. I think you can line him up with in the nickel he'll play early he's a hell of an offensive player too and a special teams guy so uh jair hill is one that i think will definitely start one day potentially soon i guess we'll just go back and forth until we hit eight sack so you're up um without taking too much time off uh am samaha the kicker um jake moody is leaving you know left after the last year and there's an open spot um, Samaha just had a terrific senior year at Ann Arbor Huron, competed in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Um, he's consistent. He loves Michigan. And I think uh, I think he'll have a chance to crack the starting job or as early as next fall. I'll go with uh, Cole Cabana. I think he'll have a chance to play right away as a true freshman as well. Obviously, you have Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards back, but I think you can use Cabana uh, in a lot of different ways, in the slot, out wide, in the backfield. I mean, I'm not really concerned too much about, you know, Tavier Dunlap, and I think C.J. Stokes is serviceable, but I think Cabana has a chance to win that RB3 spot. Um, and like I said, get get on the field um, at multiple other positions as well as on special teams. So I think uh, he'll get time as a true freshman. I think he'll eventually get some starting time later on in his career as well. Uh, Jason Hewlett. Uh, three-star, but with four-star potential. Um, it's a versatile in defense, can play box safety or even down low as an edge. Um, he has a lot of athleticism, good length, um, the frame to build up or even trim down if they want to. Um, I think this. I think his commitment should have gotten more praise with the job Steve Klingsale getting, and I think he's going to see the field early. Uh, I'm going with Evan Link. I mean, Sharon Moore knows how to evaluate offensive line talent. He obviously knows how to coach offensive line talent, winning back-to-back Joe Moore awards. Uh, Evan Link, I think, is the safest take in this class and was my second highest graded recruit behind Jair Hill. He might not start right away, obviously, but I think down the line he'll be one of the uh, corners that an offensive line group. Uh, sticking with offensive line, Amir Herring. Um if we're not counting out in link, I think he's also a safe pick with hearing and along the interior, you can start at center or either guard spot. Um, six, four, 300 pounds has a light, has a high motor, really good in run blocking solid and pass pro. Um, I think he's going to end up being a captain one day. So uh, uh, by the time he graduates, he'll be seeing the field as a starter. And Oetta is an easy answer. I mean, he's in the same mold as Mike Morris. A lot of people, him as the the highest graded kid in the class i had him number three behind um hill and link i think Eno is a guy that could potentially get into the rotation as a true freshman all the talent is there uh the size is there for sure 
he did play in a horrendous league in the state of Texas. Uh, normally, you think Texas high school football, you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but there are some really bad leagues, and and it was in the worst of the worst. So I think competition adjustment will likely be the biggest thing he'll need to get used to uh, once he gets rolling in Ann Arbor. Plus, he is a late enrollee and not an early enrollee. But I think down the line, I know he's going to have a chance to be the next, you know, one of the next great Michigan uh, edge guys. Uh, I'm going to go with two in this one, but they're the same position. Deacon, Tony Ellie, or Zach Marshall. Um, Grand Newsom has proved that he can be a solid developer at the tight end spot. Um, we know what he did with Luke Schoonmaker last year. Uh, Colson Loveland is on the rise as the tight end one next year. Um, there's backup options, and I think either of them could crack that spot. And then once Colson leaves, um, they can either be that tight end one for as an upperclassman. So I'm going to go with both. I'll throw out a bonus. I think Samaj Moore is a way to get on the field in a starting role in some capacity, whether it's a slot receiver or a nickel. I think he can follow in the same trajectory as Mike Sainer still. So we gave you asked for eight. We gave you 10. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, appreciate Shane Johnson for the super chat. If anybody else wants to hop in with a super chat, we definitely uh, would appreciate that. That money goes directly to our travel mud budget and not to the uh, big corporation and there we go we have a late rick flair gift so shout out to our producer for finally hopping on that but let's go ahead and <laughs> looks like our, our producer is pretty sad there but uh our producer matt hutch does a does a great job and his name's hutch like aiden hutchinson so michigan fans should love our producer but let's go ahead and dive into our show tonight and you see the lead guy uh on the little thumbnail that is brady prescorn top 100 tight end out of the great state of michigan on three has him ranked as the number one overall recruit in the state this cycle I have him ranked there as well. Um, he is top uh, 24-7 messed it up. I was going to say he's top 100 across the board, but 24-7 has him as the number 136 overall recruit. Either way, top 150 across the board. Um, and it looks like Shane Johnson came in with another $10 super chat. And this includes Brady Prescorn. So I guess we'll press the pause button on Prescorn since we love to prioritize your super chats. Um, let's go with Shane Johnson's $10 super chat. And he says, then there we go. Rick Flair gif on time. Um, what a 24 class featuring Jaden Davis, Amarion Stewart, Brady Prescorn, Jordan Marshall and Taylor Tatum solidify a top five class. And how terrible would it be by not signing uh, more Underwood two potential Sunday quarterbacks from the backyard? So uh, Dante Moore and Bryce Underwood. Um, okay, I'll take a stab at it first, Zach. I think a 24 class, those skill players. Uh, would definitely be in contention for top five. I mean, that's two top 100 running backs in Marshall and Tatum. Uh, that's a top 100 quarterback in Jaden Davis. That's a top 100 tight end in Brady Prescorn and uh, a four-star prospect in Amarion Stewart. So I definitely think it would be getting into the top five range, depending on obviously what they do with the uh, offensive line and the defensive side of the ball. But I mean, that's as great of a, you know, skill group as you can get. And I think, you know, maybe Marshall or Tatum it would be a little bit more realistic, but look, Michigan leads 
for Jaden Davis, despite, you know, him continuing to bulk on a definitive timeline. Michigan leads for Amarion Stewart. Uh, you could say Michigan leads for Brady Prescorn. And you could say Michigan's in the top four for both Jordan Marshall and Taylor Tatum. So I think it is realistic. Uh, how terrible would it be meaning uh, more or Bryce under? I mean, Dante hurt hurt me personally as well. Everybody knows how much I uh, love Dante more as a player and a kid. But uh, yeah, missing on him, you know, really sucked for Michigan because they took another project quarterback, back-to-back cycles with project quarterbacks. And now the uh, pressure to sign Jaden Davis is very, very high this cycle. I think missing on Bryce Underwood would hurt. But luckily, they are not doing the all your eggs in one basket approach. And there are a lot of talented 2025 quarterbacks that are viable options that have visited Michigan. Stone Saunders out in Pennsylvania, Ryan Montgomery in Ohio, Cutter Bowley in Kentucky. And there are other 25s they've offered as well that I'm assuming will get to campus in the near future. So I do think that uh, maybe missing out on Underwood won't hurt as much as missing out on Dante Moore. But that's kind of my two cents on it, Zach. Anything else to add to uh, Shane's questions? I mean, I think the people who don't follow 2025 quarterback recruiting would be more, would give a more like emotional response if Underwood doesn't commit just from the fact that he's from Belleville. But like you said, um, three, two of the quarterbacks that you just mentioned are listed in the top five nationally at the position, according to on three and stone Saunders, despite not being ranked right now, he is the reigning Gatorade state play of the year. So for Pennsylvania. So, um, I know we're going to be talking more about Kirk Campbell and his recruiting efforts later, but, um, I think having expanding the board is showing that if you have more options, losing someone like Underwood may not be as hurtful from a Nash from a I guess fandom standpoint or I guess a national standpoint compared to what happened with Dante Moore and I guess the first question I mean that's just best case scenario like you said um Jordan Jordan Marshall and Taylor Tatum that would that's 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 as perfect as you can get from a Mike Hart standpoint Jane Davis obviously um Marion Stewart with any other wide receiver that they're on top with so um I, I think you could make an argument top five absolutely we appreciate you, Shane. Shane has donated $15 worth of Super Chats tonight. Nobody else has jumped in. So if you want to beat Shane, I challenge you <laughs> to uh, beat Shane and contribute to our travel budget. Like I said, guys, I see you all um, asking some questions in the chat. Remember, this is a Super Chat only podcast. We do have some topics to get to. So if you want to interrupt us with your questions, make sure to leave a Super Chat. Like I said, the money goes to our travel budgets travel across the country and see top recruit and uh, does not go to the big, big on three corporation. It goes directly to us. So we love you guys and we love your super chats. Let's get back to Brady Prescorn. So like I said, you know, he's ranked very highly across the board, top 150 prospect on three's number one recruit in the state. My personal top recruit in the state, uh, as elite as you can get at the tight end position, right in Michigan's own backyard at Rochester Adams. Now, Zach, you hit the road for a quick three-minute drive, I believe, to see Brady Prescorn on Friday. What were your thoughts on where Michigan stood coming out of your latest interview with Brady? 
Yeah, so right now he's about 230 right now, still 6'6", so he's gained weight. Um, if you want to know how much he could gain in college, um, he has an older brother that plays for Ole Miss who's, who's so – you could probably say he could gain at least 30 pounds by college. With Michigan, um, he has not visited since the Michigan State game, obviously he went there, um, and then as well as the Hawaii game. But he also hasn't visited anywhere else since the start of the basketball season, which is in November. Basketball ends in March, so that's when he's going to start taking more unofficials again and then leading up to his official visits. Um, has an idea of maybe doing it, but it's not set in stone any, with anything, uh, with any set dates with officials. Um, with Michigan, obviously, Grant Newsom has been doing a great job with staying in contact and making sure that Brady knows that he's the top priority on the tight end board. Um, Newsom has been to three basketball games already um, at Rochester Adams. Um, Old Miss, Miami, Ohio State, Penn State, Old, I already said Old Miss, but all these schools have also visited Brady. Um, he's, he's mentioned, I guess, the, the relatability and the personality of Newsom. Keep in mind, Newsom's 25, I believe. So there's the ability to connect through, whether it's in person or in calls. Um, Brady has talked to us in the past about, you know, his experiences at the big house. Um, he went to the night and went both went to both night games. So he under you know, he got to feel of what it's like to play underneath the lights at the big house. So that was big. Um, he did confirm that he's going to try to come back in March. Um, I expect that to happen um, just to be with the team again, check out team practices, just how's everybody um, reeling in from the college football playoffs. So um, I know our Chad Simmons of on three mentioned other schools like Ohio State and Penn State and Old Miss. Um, but like you said, I think in terms of leading, I think Mich I think it's safe to say that Michigan is a lean, um, especially with how many visits he's done in the past and how much he's going to continue doing. I'll add a couple of things here. One, I mean, just watching his huddle highlights while you were talking, Zach, I mean, it's easy to see and people that are watching the show. It's easy to see that this is an absolute monster. I mean, as a pass catcher, he's target at, like you said, 6'6", 230 pounds. I mean, see a ton of highlights of him just mossing people and he looks really fluid and and like you said he's plays basketball um and he doesn't see usually six six receivers are pretty stiff in the hips uh brady's pretty fluid man he's pretty flexible uh and he looks fast for his size the thing about brady and why i think even though he's highly touted uh he's still undervalued because he just doesn't really do anything other than do sports for his team uh you don't really see him out at camps you don't see him playing seven on seven you don't see him doing any interviews uh unless you basically see him uh at his school or something like he's a guy that doesn't love the recruiting process like zach mentioned he didn't really make any visits at all in january even though he has offers from top programs across the country so i think brady's just a guy that oftentimes flies under the radar, but he's a tremendous talent and would be an absolute monster of a haul for Michigan. Um, like Zach said, I think it's safe to say Michigan is right up there or, or perhaps Leeds. Um, I think Grant Newsom has done a great job of connecting well with him and Michigan uh, director of recruiting Albert Karshnia knows the Prescorn family really, really well. Uh, so I think that's a boost as well. And obviously the area of recruiters, guys within state ties like Ron Bellamy and Steve Klingscale and Mike Hart will definitely help in this recruitment as well. Everything lines up for Michigan to be able to 
land Brady. We just have to find a way to close with him. And with Brady not recruiting, it wouldn't surprise me to see him make an earlier decision as opposed to just stringing it out through the entire calendar. We'll see where things progress with him, but uh, I think we are both big Brady Prescorn fans on this show for sure. Um, let's go ahead and head over to our next topic. Just a quick reminder, guys, uh, if you joined the show late, I will have my Wednesday chat tomorrow to answer all your questions. But if you want to be like our great uh, fan Shane Johnson and leave a super chat, click that donate button and we will get to your question tonight. Um, our next topic is Kirk Campbell, Michigan's new quarterbacks coach. He has been working the phone lines already, talking to several quarterback targets. Uh, obviously, his first call went out Davis, Michigan's number one guy in the 2024 recruiting class. But he did touch base with Michael Van Buren, which was very positive to see another top 100 quarterback out of Baltimore, St. Francis. He has followed some other 24 quarterbacks on social media. So it looks like he's preparing uh, or having a contingency plan just in case they start maybe not feeling so great about Jaden Davis or Jaden continues to be uh, on a decision timeline. And he's already been in contact with uh, the premier 25 quarterbacks that we mentioned earlier, Bryce Underwood, Ryan Montgomery, Cutter Bowley, Stone Saunders. Uh, Zach, you reached out to a handful of those guys. Tell me a little bit about, you know, just initial impressions on Kirk Campbell from the quarterbacks that you've been able to talk to. Yeah, it was pretty much basically, you know, Campbell reaching out, making formal introductions, telling them, like, we're going to start talking more and just getting to know each other more on a personal basis. Um, I think once I think when Weiss was let go, I think there was a lot of uncertainty of who would end up being hired. Um, and then how would that new coach, I guess, build relationships from the ground up with some of these guys? Um, you know, obviously with a guy like Ryan Montgomery, whose first offer was Michigan and has known the staff for a while because of his brother, um, Stone Saunders, also an early offer from Michigan, Cutter Bowley, another one too. So they've known Weiss for a while, considering that they've been on, they've been on campus at least once. Um, Bowley and Montgomery were on twice. Um, well, four times at least last year. So the commonality that they had with Weiss and transitioning to Campbell, I think it's, it was smooth. It was everything that the families expected and reactions from the recruits was just positivity. Um, I think they can tell the, um, the motivations for Campbell to pick up the pieces and start his own relationships and I guess build um, some sort of bond um, with, especially with these 25 guys who have routinely showed, routinely showed and expressed their interest in Michigan. So with a coach who is, has told them that they're going to hear from him for a while. I think that speaks a lot, especially for these rising sophomores who have at least two more years left to commit. Um, and then obviously with Jane Davis, um, being knowing who his future quarterback coach would be is imperative as well as guys, like you mentioned with Michael Van Buren, who didn't have Michigan in his top 10, but still heard from Kurt Campbell, I think expand, I wouldn't say expanding the board, but at least, building on more relationships with just Davis, who is still obviously the top guy. Um, so I think good on good on Campbell and good on him for taking the promotion and running with it this early. 
So here are my takeaways on Kirk Campbell and what he's been able to do early on. One, he was a real unknown commodity on the recruiting trail. He's a guy that didn't do much recruiting during his time as a staffer at Penn State at Old Dominion. He was only there for a little while and was told by you know some, some key figures around the Tidewater area um, that he wasn't really too involved uh, on the recruiting front either. So he's really settling in pretty fast. And uh, I think it's helpful to have a staff full of guys that are very active on the recruiting trail that really enjoy getting out hitting the road and seeing guys and keeping in constant contact uh, with top targets and others. And so uh, even though in his analyst role before this, he wasn't too involved with recruiting, he got to see some of these guys and the passion they have for the trail. So being around a, a Shrome Moore or a, I think definitely helps. And I think you're seeing him be a lot more proactive than Matt Weiss. Let's be honest. Matt Weiss was not a good recruiter. He, for all intents and purposes, hated recruiting. So, and I think that was reflective in quarterback. It was uh, very poor under Matt Weiss. I think Kirk Campbell, despite his inexperience, definitely has a chance to be a step up from Matt Weiss. Uh, and, you know, in terms of 2024, it is great to maybe, like you said, not expanding board, but at least you know, lay, laying the foundation just in case. Let's say we do go into spring, right? So the February dead period or the winter dead period ends on March 1st. And I guess you, I guess spring doesn't officially, I was alerted of this. Spring doesn't start until March 20th on the actual world calendar or U.S. calendar. I don't know. To me, spring is March 1st because that's the, winter dead periods over that's the the time where you know the the spring contact period starts so to me spring starts march 1st um from a recruiting perspective right so if we get into march march 1st and Jaden davis still hasn't made a decision i do think it's time to expand the board band one you give yourself more options, right? Michael Van Buren is a great talent. He's a top 100 recruit for a reason. There are several others, like I said, that uh, Kurt Campbell has started to follow and is at least tracking. And I'm not just saying this because I love Michael Van as a player, and I think he's a great prospect, and he's a guy I've been you know, banging the drum for since he was unranked. I would like to see guys not named Michael Van Buren also get recruited. I'm not just limiting this to Jaden Davis versus Michael Van Buren. I think you expand the board. I think with Georgia looking at other quarterbacks, you say, hey, Ryan Puglisi, come look at Michigan. I think you uh, look at Jake Merklinger and, and say, hey, man, you're really on the rise. Come look at Michigan. Like I, I think there are other guys you can potentially target as well that are out there. Uh, so it's not just Michael Van Buren. I think, you know, expanding the board in general, if Jaden waits till March, it makes a lot of sense. And then on the flip side of the coin, you can say, hey, we're recruiting other quarterbacks, man. You you have your spot. You're still our guy. And maybe that applies a little pressure for him to go ahead and secure his spot. Michigan needs Jaden Davis in the class to lead the class. A lot of guys like Amarion Stewart, for example, this weekend, he told me, hey, 
I want to see who Michigan's quarterback of the future was. The last couple of cycles have been, you know, he didn't say the last couple of cycles have been project guys, but he said, you know, I don't really know what's behind JJ McCarthy. I would love to see Jaden Davis come in. And so that's uh, something to keep in mind is, you know, the sooner Jaden Davis gets on board, the better. And if uh, Jaden Davis doesn't want to get on board, you give yourself other options that are potentially just as talented. So, uh, I think that's kind of my takeaway from Kurt Campbell, again, laying the foundation to potentially expand the board once the winter dead period comes to an end. Um, and then in 2025, obviously, great to see him really proactive and especially getting around the contact rules. Uh, you know, per NCAA rules, you can't directly reach out to 2025 recruits. So that means he had to contact a high school coach or a trainer or somehow get in contact with these guys. Uh, so he kind of got around that and was able to hit up all of them, you know, especially Bryce Underwood, number one quarterback in the country, right in your own backyard, but also great to see him picking up where Matt Weiss left out or Bowley and Ryan Montgomery and Stone Saunders as well. So I think uh, Kurt Campbell's first, uh, I guess, couple weeks on the job have been more positive than mass matt weiss's last few weeks on the job is how i'd put it <laughs> um let's go ahead and go to our final topic of the day and this is a great you guys to subscribe to the wolverine.com for just 29.99 until august 31st of this year i will be having my uh q a tomorrow but if you guys want to sneak in a super chat uh make sure to do that it helps with our travel budget like this video subscribe to our youtube channel i saw and and we do read your comments we appreciate all the positive feedback and even some of the negative feedback that helps us improve i saw one negative comment where it was like why don't you guys have michigan apparel on or in your offices and I was like, oh, I mean, we're kind of just journalists. I didn't uh, expect that we needed Michigan gear. But I I clicked on, like, you know, these uh, recommended videos. And so there's obviously other Michigan shows. And there's a guy. I don't even remember this dude's name. There's a guy that has, like, a fake Michigan degree, like, on the screen. And it just says University of Michigan. And it's, it's like, honorary degree signed by, like, Jim Harbaugh. So we don't want to be like that guy. We're here to report the news uh, to you guys. But we do love Michigan. We do love covering Michigan recruiting. But, uh, you know, we, we try to be uh, journalists as well. So that's why we don't have the uh, Michigan apparel on. I do have my Donovan Edwards jersey. I think I wore it one time just for you guys. I'll wear it again maybe next week or something but um let's go ahead and go to our last topic michigan um did land <laughs> or has a commitment i guess from zach ludwig he is the most mysterious man in michigan recruiting right now um steve wolfong was the first to report that zach ludwig had committed to michigan in november and nobody ever knew. And this was <laughs> a kiss of a day um, yesterday. So when I saw the uh, the Steve report, well, I immediately did my due diligence and uh, obviously checked in with sources. And one source told me, no, that's not true. And I was like, okay, well, is like, I mean, Steve Wolfong's obviously a competitor, but he's obviously great at his job as well. So, 
you know, a lot of things ran through my head. Is, is Steve getting catfished or like what's going on here? Um, I don't think that would happen to a guy like Steve. So it was uh, one where we kind of continued to follow up on. Zach texted a different source and he said, yes, Zach Ludwig is a commit. And so there just seemed to be confusion uh, in Schembechler Hall. And it was uh, wild for about an hour before my source texted me back and was like, oh, never mind. He is a commit. And so, I mean, it, it was just uh, a little wild. And later on, we found out that he is a relative of Mich Michigan strength coach Ben Herbert. Um, but as you see here, he is listed as a linebacker at 62205, even though in that uh, photo, he looks closer to 175 and uh, not ranked did not hold any offers from any other schools. And if you look at the huddle tape as well, it uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, some have said that he could end up transitioning to long snapper, which I could see. Look, Zach Ludwig is, continues to be a big mystery. His, his huddle tape obviously is not impressive, and our producer Hutch uh, will pull it up. But if he's a if he's a long snapper, I think that is uh, completely fine. And even if he's not, I mean, if this is, uh, I guess, a take to help keep Ben Herbert happy, I think that, you know, I'm okay with it because Ben Herbert is a great strength and conditioning coach. He's a tremendous part of this program. Uh, he has reshaped a lot of players. He's done a fantastic job. Uh, on the recruiting trail as well with his strength and conditioning presentations. He might be the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. And there you see Zach Ludwig, also uh, a quarterback as well. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was just, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because it was one of the strangest recruitments we've had here on the Michigan beat. And look, I've been through, uh, the Dan Villari take late and the Dominic Jadis random commitment the same day he was offered and things of that nature. The Benjamin Hall this past year being demoted to third string. I think Zach Ludwig definitely um, takes the, the cake here as the most uh, mysterious and random commitment because of how, how it all happened with him being committed to Michigan since November and also um, – just his lack of a, a profile, just uh, not a super impressive huddle tape or any other offers or anything like that. I mean, it was, uh, again, one of the stranger recruitments we've encountered here on the Michigan beat. I'm definitely not very excited for Zach Ludwig as a player, though I'm curious to see uh, what he maybe looks like in person. I think Libby's planning to get out there to see him at some point in the near future. Um, but also really interested to see if he just does end up being a long snapper. I don't know. I feel like I've rambled on and on because it's been such a, a weird uh, scenario over the last 24 hours. I mean, Zach, what was your uh, biggest takeaway on the fellow Zach, who is uh, officially a Michigan commit? I was sitting drinking coffee and then you called me frantic about Zach Ludwig at 10 in the morning. And I'm like, who's Zach Ludwig? But <laughs> I, Which I mean, was kind of the response we got from the building. Like, it's not like, we, like we were crazy. Like even some around the Michigan program didn't, you know, that name didn't really ring a bell. I, I, I guess, I guess this is a reminder used to Instagram 
and not just rely on Twitter because he announced it on Instagram, but he doesn't have a Twitter. Um, I just, it's been three, two, two and a half months since he committed and no one knew like not, not just us, but the entire major recruiting networks didn't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, good for Zach for having, well, clearly Jim Harbaugh accepted the commitment because he announced it on his Instagram that he did. So good on him for having the trust in the head coach to be a scholarship player. Um, I mean, I've, I mean, we've all looked at his film um, 202 right now, kind of skinny. So clearly you can add some weight to him. Um, I think his best, his best attribute is pursuit angles, especially when the quarterback rolls out. Um, he's a good lawn snapper. Um, he's good at running with the quarterback in at a quarterback spot, but he's not a quarterback. Um, I think it's just, I, I think he'll be the most, I think he's going to be the most exciting recruit to follow this off season just to see how he progresses. And I am very looking forward to seeing him in the fall just to see him in person, like for a kid who no one knew to get a full scholarship from Michigan, like, like congrats, man. Like, that's awesome. Like I want to see you play now. So, um, you know, all these uh, super chats are going to go to my uh, turnpike fees as I go to Pittsburgh. So, um, thank you, Shane. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, you don't want to like, it's hard. To, yeah. You've, you've kind of said everything, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's again, it's uh, <laughs> we're all lost for words here, but look, I don't want to rag on, on Zach, the no. kid, not Zach Libby. I can rag on Zach Libby all day long, but, yeah, uh, but Zach Ludwig, I don't want to rag on him too much. I mean, he is a kid after all, he is committed to the university of Michigan and they took him for a reason again whether that had to do with ben herber or maybe they just really wanted a long snapper this cycle or maybe jim obviously knows football better than all of us so maybe mm-hmm. he just saw something there um i don't know we'll just kind of see how this pans out and you know we've had situations like aaron alexander for example a couple of cycles ago where michigan offered him uh, after he was amazing at a camp and he had a disappointing senior season and that scholarship turned into like a walk-on opportunity ended up committing to umass instead on signing day so uh, i'm interested to see if this stays a scholarship uh or if it becomes more of a preferred walk-on situation i think uh, there are just a lot of moving parts like you said zach i mean I guess I laughed a little bit, but I guess you could label it as the most exciting uh, recruitment to follow just because it was such a mystery. And uh, because I think a lot of fans like us haven't really been super impressed with the tape either. Nobody's ever seen him. So um, I'm excited for you to go out there to see him. I think he's uh, a really interesting prospect to get a true evaluation on. So Zach Ludwig is a Michigan commit Michigan uh, off to a hot start on the uh, recruiting trail in 2024 uh, ranked as the number 13 class, I believe with a lot of room to add to move up. And even though Ludwig is uh, an unranked player, he's just one scholarship guy. Michigan's going to add, you know, 
18 more guys to this class. I don't think there will be another take. I think you've got Ludwig in. I think you've got another big project in an international prospect, Manuel Beagle. So I think that now is the time where Michigan's really going to start focusing on on their top, top level guys, especially with the winter dead period coming to an end uh, at the end of the month. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe to the Wolverine.com for $29.99 until August 31st. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is completely free and hit that like button and uh, share the video. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.